0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Movies and More with Shivan Potter. I'm your host Shivan Potter, and this is our fourth episode. And in today's episode, we're going to change things up. Now, normally we had like a normal guest that would come on, and then they'd talk about a couple films, and then we'd have a long discussion on based on one film. However, today we have two industry professionals with us today, um, Mr. Dave Whitehead and Miss Michelle Child. They are both sound engineers and sound um, designers from New Zealand, and they've worked on tons of films you've heard of like Blade Runner 2049, Arrival, Elysium, Chappie, Lord of the Rings, and more. most recently, Mortal Engines. So, let's just jump into the questions. Hi Shiva.
1: Hi, thanks for having us.
0: No problem. So, this is for both of you. What are your favorite movies and why is it your favorite movie?
1: Um, I might go first. Um, um, the one that inspired, or two films that inspired me to get into film were probably Aliens and, uh, and Terminator, the original, um, just because it was the first films that made me think about the sound the, the sounds of the guns or the robots or the aliens um, were just really inspiring and otherworldly.
2: And I'd have to say, uh, the first film that I heard that really inspired me sound-wise was Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And the moment that that um, you know the, the yeah. ship comes past the screen and and star you hear destroyer. that big deep mm. rumble of the star destroyer. Uh, and then films like back to the future. Uh, mm. when I saw back to the future it was just full of joy and you had Michael J. Fox as soon as he hit that guitar and he blew mm. back. <laughs> yeah, that definitely. was amazing. The electricity is the the car the mm. De- DeLorean is taking off and heading into the future and he crashes into that barn. Mm. Magic you know that's movie magic yeah. right there okay now what are your least favorite films and why are they your least favorite films this is a really hard question
1: i would actually straight up say anything that is um an, uh, about making people feel bad or an, like a racist kind of tone or um yeah derogatory films that um are about making fun of people
2: Yeah, I I would say the same thing, and I'd say a lot of older films, possibly in the 60s and 70s, uh, you know, (laughs) some of them are uh, culturally and um, gender, you know, insensitive. They're still um,
1: important because they're historical documents, and by watching them, then we we can see how things can be made better.
2: That's exactly right, because at that time things yeah. were different and it's mm. it's important not to bury those films and to still be able to look at them. But mm. um, yeah, I don't really have a modern film that I dislike because in the end it's a creative industry and you're creating uh, art.
1: And there's something good yeah. in everything.
2: There really is. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Now mm-hmm. what are your what's your favourite
0: film of this year so far? Yeah, that's tricky. <laughs> because this year we year's haven't so...
1: been we've been working so much, we haven't been to the cinemas much, which is we, because we, Dave's on the Oscar.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm, a, I'm in the Academy. Usually. And so we get the screeners every year. Yeah, we usually so, wait
1: till the end of the year when yeah. they all turn
2: up. Well, actually, we try and see them at the cinema yes. when we can. And, Especially
1: uh, once we have friends worked Actually, I have
2: to say, I really did love the Han Solo film, mainly because it had my really good friend, one of my first trainees, Justin Doyle. Uh, worked with the sound uh, mm-hmm. effects team and he helped develop mm-hmm. a lot of those really cool scenes. So yeah. I was so proud that he was on that track because mm. one of the first films I loved was Star Wars and he got to work with another amazing sound designer, Tim Nielsen, who was incredible.
1: And I was also really impressed with the new Jurassic World that uh, another friend of ours oh did. Oh my gosh, um, yeah. Christopher Boys, um, Yeah, he was the sound designer. and
2: um, Yeah, and, and it was to... cool. He said it was his favourite film since the original Jurassic really, Park as well. it really
1: is cool amazing it sounds fantastic yeah
2: the new dinosaur was really cool so Mm. um we really enjoyed that one too Mm. Hmm.
0: yeah i enjoyed the film from a technical
2: perspective um like the cgi was great the Mm
1: -hmm. i I like their use of puppets i was impressed that they used more puppets than the other Mm. more modern
2: ones yeah i think that's one thing that's missing people use cgi so much they forget to use practical effects and that actually is what makes those things come to life yeah yeah I uh, like the the Brontosaurus at the. You know, oh, actually, yeah. that's a spoiler. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a, a pretty emotional scene in yeah. there, and you know. But anyway. That was the best part of the film, in my opinion. It, it was. It because re- I honestly I did not enjoy
0: the film that much. However, yeah. that scene definitely stuck with me. Yeah. yeah. So.
1: We, we definitely are able to go and see th- films, especially those blockbuster ones, on a technical level, and and sort of whether or not. Um, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes we don't think they're there. Yeah, I mean Oscar-worthy well, kind you, of stories necessarily. Sometimes. But.
2: Yeah. Well, you know when the story isn't really working, but um, a lot of times we have friends working on these films, so we watch it f- for different reason. Yeah, but I definitely,
1: <laughs> I, I really enjoyed that film. I thought it was a lot of
0: fun. Yeah. So, what's a film you guys are really excited for? Like you're hyped for right now? What's a film you're really hyped for?
2: Well, I have to say that I am hyped uh, for. Dune, D-U-N-E. Yeah. Uh, and um, uh, we may or may not be working on that film, uh, and we're sort of sort of uh, deciding that one. But um, Deli- Denny Villeneuve is yep. an amazing director. Yep. Uh, he's a visionary. I think he's one of the you know great new directors of our time. And um, uh, there are amazing directors. Neil Blomkamp is another yep. director that I love, mm. um, that we've had had the chance to work with. Um, but um, I would say uh, Denny, uh, his vision for that, I'm excited to see that. Yeah. And um, yeah, and anything um, uh, Del Toro works on as well. Yeah. Yeah. Guillermo is amazing, and I, I think he just adds a voice to any story he brings to life. So I'm actually always looking for anything he makes because mm. they're usually quite grungy and gritty and and real and uh, that's always cool
0: I did hear he's doing a remake for Netflix of Pinocchio oh cool and he's also producing um, Scary Stories in the Dark mm. it's wow cool. which is a visually great book so I'm quite hyped for that
2: well Pan's Labyrinth yeah. that was just you know yeah. jaw dropping uh, and, and, you know so, so spooky mm. and you know you felt like you are in this fairy tale but then it was vicious at points almost too vicious I would say at some points but mm-hmm. yeah. he's amazing
0: so what's it like working with such great directors like, as you mentioned, Denny Villeneuve, Peter Jackson, Neil Blomkamp, and I think you've worked with Taika 80 before. Yeah,
2: yeah. So uh, Taika uh, uh, did some of his short films when he started out and did a film called Eagle vs. Shark with him and that sort of thing. And then he sort of jettisoned off into the world and is making these incredible things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neil Blomkamp, um, he started doing short films in South Africa. Uh, Peter Jackson uh, embraced... Uh, you know, because he thought he was such an amazing filmmaker. Um, District Nine came about. Um, Denis Villeneuve, um, you know, he'd speak, his his films speak for themselves. He's got a different, different voice. I, I
1: think what I love about them yeah. is because they're all so different. They've all got different personalities, so it's always a completely different process. Yeah, and you get used to. Um, honoring and respecting the way directors like to work. Some d- don't want to, don't have time to spend a lot of time with you one on one, and others do. And and sometimes, yeah. and it's not a better, better of, better or worse. It's just
2: it's their process. It's their
1: process, and it makes yeah. you more diverse as an artist, being able to adapt to how someone likes to work.
2: Yeah, exactly. But I think the big thing is trying to get into what I say their mind's ear. I'm trying to understand how their ears work, what they want to hear. And sometimes um, you get it right and sometimes you don't. Uh, sometimes you create a sound that they, they don't respond very well to. And the huge thing about working in film and in particularly in sound and uh, this area is to not be precious about your sound. So we will create a spaceship or a creature sound and we'll present it. And if they don't respond well, we have to change it. And you just go, oh, okay. And then they might say, I mm-hmm. prefer it to be a bit more like this. Um, Actually, a good example is District 9. Uh, When I first started doing that there, I came up with The Sound for the Aliens. that was more, I'd say, more like a whale. It was kind of, you know, whales communicate with each other, um, but we don't know exactly what they're saying. And I think I did something that was more ephemeral and kind of like, you know, an odd sort of a a language. Uh, uh, Neil Ampeter said that they didn't think it sounded enough like a language and it needed more sort of language structure. And so I wrote the language and then developed it for that. And, um, you know, that was really cool that I got feedback. Um, we arrived at a much better place for the film. Um, but um, yeah, yeah, uh, directors are amazing. I mean, it's, they've been on it for years before we come on board uh, and uh, we get to see the, the culmination, the final process of their years of work. And we're there at the end when it gets finished and that's a real mm-hmm. honor.
1: And that's, I guess that's why it's um, inspired you to try and become a director now.
2: Yeah, so I'm trying to direct my own films. I've, I've done a short film and want to you know, follow in their footsteps. Um, uh, but, you know, start small. So are there any directors you want to work with in the future? Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. I would love to work with him, uh, and uh, almost did on The Hobbit, um, but um, uh, things changed there, um, and yeah. that's fine. You know, we go with that. Um, but uh, I think uh, he is a director; is amazing.
1: I'm also uh, I'm interested in work, I was saying yesterday working with directors that we haven't possibly even heard of yet, because they're just starting yeah. out. I think mm. fresh, first-time directors are so much fun to work with. Yeah, and um, you just they come coming up all the time, and yeah. and and they've always got something
2: well the said. way that we do that is by working on short films all the time so we uh, you know we work on feature films big feature films and that's really cool but we sort of learn new techniques and hone our skills by working on these smaller projects on short films and they're usually younger directors or you know directors coming through for the first time with a new vision and a new voice and us wrapping around those short films yeah. is amazing and it's yeah. where we find those new directors.
1: Every Like you are saying um, films you're pumped for it's, it's always the films you've never heard of like last year Get Out.
0: Wow. This, I think my, my wow. opinion that was the best film of last year. Yeah. That was my favourite yeah. film. Yeah it yeah, was chilling sadly and- I couldn't see it in the cinema mm-hmm. but basically yeah. I'm a huge fan of Jordan Peele because mm-hmm. as a comedian he's incredible, yeah. Key and Peele mm-hmm. and he does like great social commentary in his um, comedy so I was, really, I was really hyped for it then it came out I watched it like three times yeah. made my parents watch it, it made mm-hmm. my friends watch it It was. it's
2: incredible yeah. and it really was and it's uh, so Hitchcock there was so much like Hitchcock as well I, yeah. it actually really wanted me to get a hold of the old Hitchcock films and watch them <laughs> and kind of compare the, you know anyway it was when I watched it down I thought wow that's fresh yeah mm-hmm. you know um, so a great new voice um, you know out there what's the best sound design you've,
0: you've seen in the film in the last five six years like the best you've seen in any film the last five, six years.
2: It's really interesting. I mean, as a sound designer, you are watching films and um, it's moments. There'll be moments in a film that you think are amazing. Let's say Dunkirk. Mm. Uh, I thought that when they were inside that boat yeah. on the shore and the bullet hits hitting that, that boat were incredible. I mean, that was an amazing sound.
1: And for, for me, I, f- I found t- Dunkirk in general too loud like um, it had lost perspective and and, and so sometimes you couldn't tell where the danger was coming from and that made it less scary in a way because you couldn't you couldn't determine that Um, but
2: for me it was a moment yeah Yeah. that moment moment was really cool for me yeah
1: exactly and sometimes it's one of those things where um if the sound designer is doing their job you don't notice it or you yeah Yeah. it's only on a rewatch that you're like wow that was fantastic the funny
2: thing the 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 favorite sound i had actually was in logan Now Mm. Logan, uh, when Doctor uh, Professor X X is in that room and he has those brain moments, and it's yeah, that screeching sound is just that sound is so cool. I mean, and actually, I just I almost threw my hands in the air, up in the air, uh, whooping uh, because it was was like, okay, that's a cool sound.
1: And then sometimes it's a comic yeah. sound. There was a, a film, a weird film called Downsizing with Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah, And there was <laughs> yeah. this bit at the end where there's, like, this explosion and you're bracing for it, it's going to be big, but it's just this tiny little...
2: <laughs> it was a hole. tiny little yeah. sound.
1: And it cracked yeah. me up, I was like...
2: Yeah, I was laughing. That yeah. was pretty funny. <laughs> so, you know, we, we love the fault fo- you know, really good foley. Really good doors. Yeah, a great door is a good thing to behold, you know. And, and it's that detail... Uh, you know, when there's an explosion and all those, the dust mm. and the, the, the gravel and the debris come flying off it. Um, you know, I mean, Randy Tom's amazing. Yeah. He, you know, yeah. uh, Gary Rydstrom, Tim Nielsen. Mm. I mean,
1: like you say, uh, like...
2: Peter Albrightson. Mm. Uh, you know, there's lots of people around the world um, Craig that we love. How? Craig Berkey. Yeah. That was an amazing film. So, um, you know, we, we, we know of a lot of sound designers around the world and we look at all their work and gravity, yeah. gravity. Yeah. Interstellar. Like, holy heck. Yeah. Interstellar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Amazing. But often when we, we go to see a film, if we know the people that have worked on it, it, it we'll be paying more attention.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I have the ability to watch a movie and not judge it. Yeah. And I think that's a really cool thing is just accept it as a piece mm. of creativity, as a piece of art and mm. sort of, there's just no be wrong the sounds just yeah. different yeah just different choices
0: I've heard so many great things about um, Alfonso Cuaron's new film Roma oh, oh, especially my. from a sound design perspective I read a review where someone was saying that they felt like someone was mumbling behind them and they turned around and
2: turns out it was in the film Yeah, right So uh,
1: another like the, the revenant there were some amazing moments of peace and quiet in that film. It was
2: amazing. Putting dialogue in the surrounds is uh, sometimes considered risky. I guess. Yeah, Most sometimes. of the time, you find you know dialogue yeah. will be Straight in the centre. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or every now and then it goes sort of left and right. In District Nine, we pan some stuff into the surrounds, and it threw a few people when yeah, it people happened. People don't
1: like to be. Um, Take, it takes them out of the story yeah. sometimes but
2: it, it depends on the use like if yeah. it's, it's in a good place there then was that's a moment totally cool. in the
1: final Harry Potter film when voldemort's whispering to everyone and it felt like it was yeah. all around the room and I thought that was really magical yeah
2: that, that Harry Potter film was amazing that was
0: really they did a similar thing in this film called Mandy but with mm. Nicolas Cage
1: oh, don't spoil that because I really want to see it yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> the sound design um, not spoilers but it's just like Crazy and distorted, and it yeah. just makes for an insane experience. And then I saw at home on a surround sound system, mm. and there's a like a trippy scene. And literally, it's like someone just like going to your face whispering, boom, mm. back to your head whispering. It's
2: insane. Okay. That's great. Cool. Sometimes that's having a real dry voice yeah. and then a treated voice in the background. And yeah. uh, the re recording mixes we, we do sound design, but the people who take the elements that we create and then mix them in the final stage they do an amazing job too and it's really you got a hats off to those people for that final balance
1: it's really like another layer of design oh it is
2: it's a dance getting the music the dialogue and the effects really singing together is a huge part of sound and you know yeah so
0: you recently worked on the documentary they shall not grow old yeah and um what was the challenges um working on such a powerful and sort of
2: I'd say, groundbreaking documentary in that sense. Well, I I would say, first of all, that I didn't actually do too much on that film. I I did a a couple of explosions, and uh, uh, um, designers, um, Hayden Collo and Justin Webster and dialogue editor Emile and and Mel Graham and Emile Delaray, they really uh, spearheaded that production. What we first saw, we went into a room and watched down the footage without any sound first. uh, At that stage,
1: it was half the length
2: yeah it was like it
1: expanded and became a lot more yeah it was a
2: 30-minute documentary at that point and then it turned into something completely different because uh peter has this great way of being able to take all the interviews that he recorded for years and years uh and taking that footage and then finding a story in there Mm. um but we uh, haven't
1: actually seen the final product no
2: we haven't and so came
1: over here when they had a a cast and crew screening that we missed out on
2: yeah so really looking forward to it but i know that the balance between trying to respect not not making it a hollywood film but making it very 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 authentic so we recorded um uh they recorded proper cannons the 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 right cannons for the film uh, out and uh, with the new zealand army i know that uh we recorded foley with the it, uh, the cannons, uh, Peter Jackson has some yeah. uh, oh. some proper World War I uh, cannons and with, bits and with, pieces. With,
1: with bore, well, holes on them, some of them.
2: And yeah, it was there. crazy. So the on- authenticity that Peter wanted was amazing. The other thing is that he got uh, lip-reading people to lip-read yeah. the, the the mouths of the people that were talking on screen so they had an authenticity as to what they were saying. And even people trying to find out what songs they were singing. One of our friends,
1: Chris Todd, he um, worked in the crowds and the dialogue, and his father was at the battle of the song, and um, he always, always his father. It 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 might have been his grandfather. It was, yeah. But he was always singing this song that. um, that they he sung. remembered as a child, yeah. and so he made sure that they got that in into the song I mean, end credits, and he was actually singing it.
2: Yeah, because he told them that they sung it on the battlefield, and it was one of the songs that they sung. Yeah. And so Chris sings it in the film itself. So you know, a grandchild or a son yeah. singing that song was, is such a cool thought. touch. But um, I, I think it's uh, it, it's it's a great way to honor mm. you know the people that fought for our freedoms. Yeah. yeah. So what's the biggest challenge when doing sound design for films? Um, I I think it's finding an authentic voice um, and trying to find, um, you know, I mean, we do that by recording a lot of sound effects. So we will record, try and record a a unique voice for the film. Uh, If you're working on a, you know, a film with jets or with spaceships, we'll try and record uh, actual jets or, you know, we'll go and record something really fresh. Um, It's really finding a unique voice, you know, how do you you, uh, separate yourself from everyone else and it's by really just trying to experiment. So we experiment all the time with synthesizers, with new microphones, Um, yeah, but, um, yeah, anyway. That's bad. (laughs) (laughs) bad.
1: (laughs) Same.
0: (laughs) So, what's it like being a part of the Oscar winning team behind Arrival and the Oscar nominated team behind Blader in 2049? Both those films are incredible. I haven't seen Blade Runner yet, but Arrival was one of the best films of 2016. It blew me away. And honestly, I'm shocked it didn't win more Oscars. But was it like, you know, being a part of that sort of team that helped push the film into award notoriety.
2: It was amazing. Uh, first of all, we were asked by Joe Walker, uh, the picture editor, to come on board uh, via Denny Villeneuve and they had seen District 9 and really wanted uh, me to work on the vocals. I wasn't available at the time because I was working on something else and so Shell came on to start the process of developing the Aliens and so... And uh,
1: then, so I yeah. worked on that for a, a few weeks and you helped me develop some palette Yeah. and then I um, sort of edited a first shape and made a first pass of it. And then you came on board and yeah. together we really honed
2: it. And then uh, Sylvain Bellamere, the supervising sound editor, came on board uh, and he with his team really just brought wrapped the around the and film, film and life. brought it to life. The yeah. spaceships, um, I thought, sounded amazing. They were like rocks yeah. sort of moving. Uh, one of the coolest things that they did was they got all the radios in the film. Mm. They got real radios and they played you know, recordings through yeah. those radios, what we call worldizing, yeah. and mic'd them in studios and sort of gave an authenticity to what CB yeah. radios or television mm-hmm. speakers would sound like. rather
1: than just using plugins. Yeah,
2: and that was actually one of the coolest things for me. So- well, I think that's
0: about it, but yes. at the end of the episode I do ask the guests to recommend one film
2: that they think people should see
1: well, I mean, we've already mentioned Get Out. That's probably up there. Arrival yeah. is definitely, I mean...
2: Arrival is an am- a, 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 amazing imagine, film. Imagine. Um, I would say... Um, well it's really tricky. It
1: is tricky. And there's ones I'm going to remember later and think
2: tank. Yeah. I mean, I, w- I would watch the Alien films because I mm-hmm. just think they're amazing. Alien, yep. Aliens.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, they are brilliant films. Yeah. Uh, they really are. Um,
1: watching, yeah, watching old films that... Um, you know, ask your parents what film changed their life as
2: a child And I, I I, just really think it's important to not just look at the films that yeah look mm. at old films like the Blues Brothers we watched the other mm. day what an amazing film yeah. I mean it was just so the cinematography and the thing yeah. was amazing um, I, I don't really have a one film that i tell people to see because there's so many I mean Watch the Water Boy because it's okay. pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty stupid as well. But, but like we watch, comes, huh? it's yeah. funny. We, we watch all the Academy screeners and that sort of thing. And uh, you you watch so many sort of you know high end sort of yeah. art films. And all I want to watch is a bit of rubbish. Yeah. Well, it's not rubbish, but like
1: right. and, the, and, and TV yeah. Yeah.
2: dumb There's fun, get, you'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah.
1: There's some great TV being made at the moment, which is pushing cinema in new directions. I'd say. Yeah. Like the Game of Thrones and the Oh, absolutely. Breaking Bad and, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: What was the sci-fi with the kids and the... Um, Stranger Things. Stranger Things. things. and Maniac. Maniac. Maniac was called. Oh, that's yeah. on my list. I've been wanting to see it for a while. So it's very, yeah.
1: very... Uh, that's an amazing... Uh, it was completely different to what I'd expect, but I think he's a really yeah. sharp director.
2: Yeah, but we're sport for choice, but um, I would say, um, yeah, just uh, get out there and support films and... you Local know films. Watch them at the cinema if you can. Yeah. yeah. So I would
0: recommend to everyone listening, um, do check out this film called Searching. It's a film that takes place entirely on a laptop. It's made by a first-time director. Really small cast, but it's a big landslide for representation because it's made by an Asian director, Asian cast, but it's a low-budget. It's truly incredible. It's a thriller. Make sure you check
2: it out. Actually, one more. I'd say watch Okja. Oh, that's (laughs) a good one. Okja's a funny film. You might become vegetarian by the end of it, but it's on Netflix. It didn't get a cinema release, but it's a really cool film.
0: Yeah. it's funny because I'm a vegetarian and I saw the film with some <laughs> friends who I meet you I'm like oh, I told you I told you I'm in the right exactly yeah. it's a great great film amazing I forgot who directed
2: it though uh, director Bong um, ah, yeah, yeah. Bong Joon-ho yeah. it's an incredible so film yeah thanks for the interview
1: no
0: problem thank you